Boyle Sports is a proud sponsor of the Greenwood and Milner Show here on Newcastle Fans TV. And you can get up to £20 in free bets if you sign up with Boyle Sports today and place £10 in bets. Please gamble responsibly. Boyle Sports, again, a proud sponsor of the Greenwood and Milner Show on Newcastle Fans TV. Welcome back to the Greenwood and Milner Show here on Newcastle Fans TV. Me and Sam have been talking... War flags. Yes. Yes. Arguably, it's the one thing we can all agree on, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, arguably the best thing about Newcastle United at the moment. Um, Now we've got new owners, they're back and better than ever. And I'd, I'd, so like so many fans, love their displays to bits. They're absolutely superb. What is your favourite display? Well, you'll have to listen to the show to find out. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> not, re- not revealing all in the uh, in the intro, otherwise, what's the point? But yeah, no. I, but what I was, what I wanted, I, I wanted to know more about them. I wanted to know how many people are involved. What's the history behind it? How much do these things cost? I wanted to know it all. So, which was why I was so pleased that Thomas came on with us. So. Um, I actually, I really, really enjoyed this one. I really did. Yeah, Thomas Concanon, uh part of Lust as well. Yeah. Uh, I, should, I should add, and we do ask a, a question in regards to that. But if you're Newcastle United mad and want to know the little things, as in everything that kind of goes on around the ground in terms of how these flags are displayed, how they get these flags to St. James's Park, from idea to Gallagher, as it was a line that I used, uh, whilst interviewing Thomas with Sam earlier, this is the one for you. It really is because they've got some big, big plans, big, big ideas. And again, some of these displays are absolutely sensational. They really, really are. We all have our favourites, but there's a message through each display, Sam, which is very, very clever. It is very clever, and they reflect, as the intro is about to be hijacked by my daughter, who's now run off, um, they reflect the, the, the fans' mood, don't they? So, thank you. They yeah. really do. So, this is go. a Greenwood and Mullen's show because we have it's... got an extra Muller in the show. Yeah, plural. Go on, then you go and colour. This is childcare at its best. I mean, fortunately, she, she had her mid morning nap whilst we recorded the show, which is just fantastically fortunate timing no you go and call it so this is what you call multitasking because if this was sam's other half some would say better half kel i think she would have had all this sorted by now i think coloring wouldn't have been an issue she would have colored and she would have done as i told is that right mr roller no, I thought oh, we're going along swimmingly. This is this is how I fill my days off from work. The other half's at work, and my day off. So the eldest is at school. So we have uh, our daddy and daughter day. But yeah, flags. <laughs> that was that was a, a, a good distraction. Um, anyway, more flags. Yeah, the messages we've talked about are very very clever. The one against Tottenham was absolutely incredible. And yeah. it, it was quite interesting how Thomas tells us about where these ideas come from because they're probably the last things you think of. Uh, we're not giving away, but it, it's a fascinating um, discussion, isn't it, Sam? It is. And I didn't say this on the main show, but I'll tell it to the members and the listeners. I, I, had, I had a little tear in my eye at the Tottenham game. Um, that just um, epitomised that day and how special it was. And... I'd, I'd re- I know we, we even lost that game, but I'd relive that day over and over again. It was just so good. Um, from getting into Newcastle and having breakfast with you, Mister Greenwood, to uh, to to witnessing that display, it was it was a day to remember. And uh, yeah, it's it's I can't wait to see what they're going to come up with next. And if you do want to donate, because they are funded by um, fan donation. Then the uh, the links in the description. Yes, we, we'd like to really stress that because it is fan donations that gets these flags from Poland to St James's Park. 
Yeah, and they never they they don't really push it. They don't. They're not constantly asking for for money. They're 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 very very humble and no ego about it as well. It's it's I cannot big these guys up enough. And and as you'll hear, Thomas, proper football fan, home and away Newcastle United goes home and away with England as well. So uh, yeah, I, I really really love this one. I'm sure you will too. Yes, I'm sure you all will. Let's get this show on the road. This is episode number 67 of the Greenwood and Mulder show with a little bit of an appearance audio-wise from Lucy Mulder. It is the Greenwood and Mulder show with Thomas Conk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Greenwood and Mulder show here on Newcastle Fans TV. Today, we're joined by a man who was one of the members of the very, very popular War Flags. Some of their displays have been absolutely phenomenal, including the Spurs and Chelsea game very, very recently. And we're with Thomas to talk all things war flag. So, Thomas, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us on, lads. I appreciate it. Thomas, for people that have been living under a rock and don't know what war flags is, what is war flags? And when did the idea really start uh, commencing? So the the first idea came about in around 2016 when we uh, when we were in the championship. Um, it was just a, an idea um, by um, Alex Hurst, who was obviously part of the the supporters trust um, and True Faith, and 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 basically the idea was to just fill the Gallagher end with um, with just a little bit of colour, um, just to, you know, just to try and bring a little bit of atmosphere to the to the stadium and and. That that's basically how it started off. So it started off um, just with a few a few waivers. We you know I think we had about five hundred waivers. I think if, if that if I remember correctly in the uh, in the Gallagher end that day, and it just brought a little bit of colour. Um, I think it was against Huddersfield. And obviously we lost anyway, but that that wasn't great. But um, it was uh, yeah. So that was that was the start of it. Um, that that's all it was. Was just to bring a bit of atmosphere to the, to the stadium, bring a bit of colour, and uh, and do our little bit to try and try and back the team. How difficult was it to to get it sort of off the ground? Because obviously, twenty sixteen we were under different ownership. I don't want to dwell on the previous owners because that's been and gone. But um, how accommodating were they to to basically let you take over a stand? Very uh, very accommodating. To be fair, you know the, the the club get a little bit of stick, but that was one of the good relationships. Um, you know we. we we got along very, or we still get along very, very well with a lot of staff at the football club, which is brilliant. Um, they've been a massive help. They they couldn't have been a, a better help right at the start. You know, um, when we were raising money, we had fundraisers where they would send a couple of players um, along to to just basically, you know, help out, help with a fundraiser. And we raised a, a hell of a lot of money. The fans have been fantastic as well. We've raised so much money um, to do this, and and yes, yeah, so everyone's just been the club has been fantastic. The fans have been fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's one of the, the the few fan groups that doesn't seem to have any controversy around it. <laughs> it's just uh, it's just it, it's a nice group to be a part of, and uh, yeah, it's just about the team. Where did these ideas come from in terms of the actual banners and actually getting them at the Gallagher? So I don't know if it's like a few of you in a committee or, or the, if it's just in a group. Or how does it actually get to from idea to Gallagher? So there's a WhatsApp group. Um, pretty basic, and that that's where it starts. Uh, there's there's 25 people in that WhatsApp group. Um, it starts off with a lot of very bad ideas that then sort of work their way into the um, into the four, and that and the, you end up seeing it on the Gallagher end. It's it, it's a it's a long drawn out process. It really is. It starts off with you know quite a few ideas where we sort of whittle them down, put them together. We we send it to the designer. The designer, who's part of the group as well, Newcastle fan season ticket holder, which is which is great, and um, you know it's just it's putting them together. We'll criticise it, we'll critique it, and it'll just get better and better from there. Normally, we have quite a bit of time to prepare these things, um, so you know we we normally prepare three or four weeks in advance. Obviously, the Tottenham game was a little bit of an issue because um, we only had a week and a bit, so uh, and then we had other issues around delivery and things like that. So it was. It's just been a that that's basically how it works. It starts in a WhatsApp group and it ends up on the Gallagher end. Well, you brought up the Tottenham game. Um one, just how hectic was it? And two, whose idea was um Big River? Because it was genius. Yeah, it was it was a fantastic idea to be fair. Um 
So I can't quite remember exactly who who came up with it, but Big River has been something we've actually wanted to do for a while. Um, we've actually got a, a little flag in the Gallagher end that we put over the over the exits um, in, in the stand, and, and it says the river will rise again. Um, and we sort of we sort of play it on on Big River and, and things like that, you know. And so it, it's just been something we've wanted to do for a while. And when when someone put that quote in, it, it just fits so well with with the day and 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 how it was going to go it was it was just a perfect example of um i think of, of how we were all feeling wasn't it you know I, oh. I think that's one one thing i'll say for the for the flags you know not to be not to blow smoke up me on me on backside but it's it, it we sort of try and portray the feeling of the fans as much as we possibly can and i think we we do that quite well um because you know it's it's it seemed to stri- strike a chord with quite a lot of fans you know we've got a lot of praise and and i think everyone's well, most people now have downloaded Big River, Big River. So yeah. it's, uh, I think, Guilty. you know, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's it's pretty iconic now. You never know, I might hear it every single match day. So it's just fair to say, Thomas, it was actually your idea, so you can take all the positive praise and that I'll, fantastic banner, fantastic big take sales on Spotify. <laughs> I'll I'll take it all. I, I, I won't actually because um. I actually wasn't involved too much in that discussions. I was actually away in um, I missed the party because I was away in Andorra with England, and um, so I missed the the big party at St James. I missed all the mad discussions. I'm kind of glad I did, but they came came forward with it with a great idea, and and it was yeah. So it it was very very hectic after that to get it just, ready. Just how close was it to not happening? Because there was um, some delivery issues I seem to remember on Twitter. Very, very close to not happening. Um, it was almost, we almost had the display that we had against Chelsea was almost going to be the display against Tottenham because it was um, it was that close. And we we put out an appeal for help basically because of because of Brexit. There was a few delays. It was it was um, it was abroad and and it was stuck. And then half of the parcel was in the UK, whereas the other half was still in Germany. It was. So we put out an appeal for help, and and so many people jumped on. We had we were talking to many people from uh, I think it was UPS, and and just trying to get it delivered. And and people just pulled so many strings that it landed in the UK on the Saturday morning. It was driven up straight away in a Sprinter van up to Gateshead, and and we had it by midday on the Saturday. Where we whereas we we were told initially that we weren't going to get it till the Monday. So people people just pulled out. All the stops to get it there it was it was absolutely fantastic, and that that was Twitter at its best. You, know, you put out appeal, an appeal for help, and everyone just jumped on board. We had so much help; it was fantastic to be a part of. The group was like we were stressing because we were like, right, we've got to go in and get this big surface sorted. We were thinking of just painting it ourselves as well, but then you need time to dry. It was just it was a there was so many ideas floating around, but it, it was a quite stressful thing because um, obviously we had the flags on on each seat as well, which we had to do so. So the day before the game, when it when it all arrived, we we got as many people in the ground as possible on the Saturday just to get it ready for the Sunday. Just going back a little bit, Thomas, if I if I can, how difficult was that decision to stop doing it for a few? Oh, I say a few years, a couple of years, and when Rafa Benitez left and Steve Bruce came in, not necessarily just that appointment, but the decision to actually go. Do you know what? This club isn't going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. It's not standing still. It's going backwards. How difficult was that for the actual group to decide? You know what? As much as it is very, very painful, we need to make this decision. Yeah, it was. It was definitely. It was a really hard decision for a lot of people because it became a massive part of our match day. Um, you know, we loved going in the ground. We loved have the having the access to the stadium beforehand in the in the days building up. It was. It was just a great thing to be a part of. And but it was the right choice, I think, for the group because a lot of people in the group um, cancelled their season tickets. Um, I kept mine on personally, um, but there was there was many people that cancelled, so it was just it was something that would have been really difficult to continue anyway because those people wouldn't have been in the stadium to help. And, and manpower is a, is a massive thing of what it's a massive part of what we do. Um, that it was just the right decision as a group, and we we always knew that we were sort of. We gave that this positive image of Newcastle when we did the displays, and it was very much the opinion in the group that we didn't want to keep portraying that everything was okay and that everything was was absolutely fine, and and that there was there was no 
bad feeling amongst the fan base that quite clearly was. And I think by the flags just completely disappearing, I think what that did is it highlighted the many issues that, that we had. You know, many people were asking where we were because it just became a big part of the match day. Obviously, we had made way bigger issues than, than whether the flags were going to be there or not. But it, it was just, it was another sort of nail in the coffin, wasn't it, for the for the last ownership? Speaking of the last ownership, did that, was there ever any uh, attempt there to um, convince you guys to come back? Um, they were always open to us coming back. So when you know, I think it was when we do you remember when we got Man City in the in the FA Cup, and it was yeah. just before obviously we went into went into lockdown, and um, because that was one of the biggest games that we were going to have for for years, wasn't it? That everyone was excited for that game. That we were we were really thinking about do we go back or do we not and and obviously we put we put like the feelers out on Twitter see what people see what people thought and and the the response was positive and and the club saw that and the club was straight in touch looking saying you know if, if you if you want to come back you're more than welcome it was um it was something that they they've always been very very supportive of us as I've said we've 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 got a great relationship with them they're so supportive that they help in any way that they can and. Um, yeah, so they were always open to us coming back. Um, obviously, we've there was a couple of displays where we were probably critical, I suppose, of of the club, and but that never really stopped them. Um, you know, in terms of our relationship, it was always it was always quite positive. It was always a it was always friendly. It's, it is fair to say that a few of the messages were I'm not going to put controversial as they weren't because the Newcastle fans were all kind yeah. of sunk from the same hinge sheet in regards to what war flags were putting out there. But especially that Rafa Benitez era in particular, there was a couple of moments, shall we say, where you go, yeah, that's the message we need to pull out for this game. Like I look at the Burnley game with the Kevin Keegan quote, for example, that was very, very significant at the time for obvious reasons that we don't need to really go into. But it was just the perfect message for each game and every game is completely different. Do yeah. you always have that in the back of your mind going, right, what's the message that we need to portray for this game? Or is it just how can we support the team best as a fan base? I think, especially under the last ownership, it was it was definitely a bit of both. Because as much as we wanted to support the team, we we felt we were still supporting the team by by putting out a huge message like that. Because it just gets people fired up. It gets people, you know thinking about the real issue and you know the Kevin Keegan display um that was amazing uh, the reception that that got that went that went worldwide that was on the news all over the world you know it was it was absolutely fantastic but it was just the right message at the time we were coming to the end uh, i mean correct me if i'm wrong but we were coming to the end of a transfer window again where we weren't we weren't um spending a lot of money where we needed to there was obviously the the risk that we were we were potentially a threat of relegation um, Rafa obviously got us out of that but it was you know we were just trying to to get that feeling across there was obviously a lot of animosity amongst fans again so we, we every single display or every single game it's just different it's how how are we feeling you know the, the first few games of the ownership of the new ownership have been pretty easy to plan we wanted to do a big one for the first game we knew we'd put the big surfer out for the Chelsea game and we know what, we know what we're going to do for Brentford and it, so that's pretty easy it was just the Mike Ashley era the circus that is Newcastle United, it was constantly changing. You know, the feeling amongst fans, it was it was up and down all the time, wasn't it? It was it was constantly changing, you know. And we just try to portray that, you know, we're we're just a group a group of fans as well. So we all you know, we've we've got a big enough group that you can get the you can get the genuine like sort of general feeling, can't you? So it's um yeah, that's that's just kinda of how it works. We just we just go game by game, sort of yes, we have to plan in advance in a way, but yeah, the, the Kevin Keegan one and, and the the one that we did in Spanish as well was a was a slight dig at, uh, at, the, at the the last ownership as well and and um, yeah, so there was a couple there that we that we just felt that we had to do. Uh, you say you know what you're doing for Brentford. I'm I'm assuming you haven't had to cancel a uh, big United uh, <laughs> surfer or something like that, have you? It was um, it was discussed and uh, <laughs> obviously, obviously, I think I think we've gone through so many different managers now as to what we can potentially do if we do get a new manager and if we did a welcome message it just depends on time doesn't it I mean uh, obviously we've got an international break which helps coming up um, if we did need a little bit of time to do something 
Um, but we've got a general idea as to what, what we're going to do for Brentford. Um, but we're open to change. It constantly changes. You know, it, it really, really does. Um, but it, one one thing that's great for the group, though, is that the people who, who had stopped going are now back. And, it, and, it, and it's great because they're, they're my mates and, and I love seeing them in this, inside the stadium. Talking to them outside is fine. But in seeing them inside the stadium and seeing how how happy we all are when we're doing the displays, it's it's a great feeling. And um, like because as, as I said before, it just became a massive part of people's match day. And now that that's back, it's fantastic. It's all right. I preferred Eddie Howe the lads anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it is very very important that that you do enjoy it. But the financial aspect of this, Thomas, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. Let's be honest. And it is mainly through donations, I can imagine. Or I can imagine 99.9% of it is just through donations and financial backing from supporters and people that really want to help. How I'm, I'm, I'm sure you don't take that for granted because, you know, people do spend a lot of money, even with the, the food banks, for example, as well, um, before the game. There's some, there's some really good causes around St. James's at the minute. Um, where to, how, what would you like to see from the future? Would you like to see someone putting a lot of money say season by season or do you still think it'll be support donations the one thing that we really love as a group is the fact that it is supported donations because it means that it's 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 100 supporter generated it's 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 supporter feeling isn't it i think if we were to have any outside influence let's say we had donations from the club for example it wouldn't feel real we've we've always been cautious that we don't want anyone to have an input we only want newcastle fans to have the input on this and that's that's one thing that we've been quite sure about um since the start we definitely don't take them for granted the donations that we get because it's absolutely astonishing the the big surfer that we did when we when we raised the money for that we we knew how expensive it was we all we always had this dream of doing a display that was the size of the Gallagher, and but we knew how expensive that was and the money that we raised we raised raised way more than than what we needed anyway we always the idea that we had where obviously everyone's name would get printed onto the flag as well, which formed the black and white stripes. That was another fantastic thing because people were putting, you know, relatives that have passed away, friends that have passed away on. It, it just meant a little bit more. It wasn't just donating to a flag. It, 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 it became part of something. You had fans who live in Australia or America donating just so that their name was in St. James's Park. And you'd get thank you messages for, for doing something like this because they've never been able to come. It's just little things like that. And I think with... With the donations, we've we've always been quite supportive of the food bank as well. You know, we've we've we have donated a little bit of money to the food bank with you know some of the the money that has come in for the flags because we do see that as a big part of it's it's shameful that it's become a massive part of our match day as well, hasn't it? Seeing the food bank when you walk up to the ground, so we see it. We we feel like we have a duty to help as much as we possibly can there as well, whilst also keeping in mind that we. We still want to use as much money as possible to to do the displays, um, and and if we can keep it 100% support our donations, then fantastic. You know, if, as long as you know if any money came in from the out, out, any outside sources, as long as it was still this WhatsApp group that still comes up with the ideas, and yes, we take feedback obviously from from social media, but as long as it was still that, I think I think that's that's the best thing, and and the the money. It is expensive. We definitely don't take it for granted. Um, but we just hope that the donations we get, we get that many people donating that hopefully the donations we do get are small to other people, but they mean so much to us. So how much, let, I, want, I want to put a figure on it just so people just really like understand how much was the, the surfer that covers the Gallagher end? £15,000. It's more than Johnny earns in a week. <laughs> it was uh it was it was expensive but we did we we did make that Worth point it, though, obviously, oh like we did make that point right at the start you know and, and the donations we were getting were were fantastic the majority of them were just a fiver and a tenner you know it, it was i think it was something like 2100 names i think ended up on that surfer who donated which is just fun that's just from social media that's not going outside the ground and and have a having a bucket because we always you know, people ask, well, why don't we go outside the stadium and raise some money with a bucket? Because we always said, because of the food bank, that's their that's their turf. You know, we 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 would never ever go anywhere near that because that belongs to them. You know, that, that's that's their thing. And with the with the surfer flag, 
it was again it was a mad rush that one we, we had to get it done because then it needed to be printed um and then there was no way it was going to end up in the uk in time so we had to um we had to drive to poland to collect it so it was um it was so that was a that was a funny story as well that was a great trip <laughs> having to drive all the way out there we got a lot of support for that as well from the club and uh and dfds as well with the with the ferry so it was um yeah it was, it was fantastic yeah driving having to drive out there for that how big is the box that it comes in <laughs> oh it wasn't in a box it wasn't in a i wish i'd sent you the photo before this so you could show it on the screen but it's um it, it was um it was just in this massive room in this warehouse we got we got to poland and it was just sprawled out all across the floor on this room and it was all in order and in order to get it to the van outside we had to feed it through a window and um, we had to, it had to go through a window so there's a line of people and bearing in mind the day that we got there it was a polish bank holiday so like this there wasn't a lot of people around they didn't know why we were there when we turned up the the um, it was like an industrial estate and um, so we had about four or five people feeding this flag out the window so that we could then place it into the van. It was um, <laughs> it was absolutely massive. It, it filled the entire room in this in this warehouse. It was absolutely huge. But luckily, it was all in order as well. They kept it in order, so it wasn't that hard to uh, to unfill when we got it back. That is fantastic. Right? That just sounds like some sort of adventure, Sam, doesn't it? Yeah, like a like a Top Gear road trip, but with a massive fuck exactly. off flag. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it was a, it was a strange ride because it was only there was two of us went me and a me and a lad called Johnny who was in the group as well, and he. Uh, so we we shared the driving over there. We got the van donated um, by a local business, which was fantastic. The club donated some money as well that that, that covered the costs to go. DFDS donated the ferries for us uh, from Newcastle to Amsterdam, so that helped a massive. That took a huge chunk of the journey out. Um, it was funny when we got back to the to the ferry in Amsterdam and they're having to search the van to see to see what it's like and to see what's inside your van. And and you open it up and it's just this massive flag there. And it's like so so what's underneath it? I'm like nothing. That's it. Like that that is it. That, it's just a flag. He was like, okay. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. He did. He wasn't. It wasn't going to even attempt to go underneath it because it was absolutely huge. And uh, yeah, he just shut the door. He was like, "Yeah, go on your way," <laughs> and that was it. Um, it, was, it was just amazing. It was because I remember being on the ferry on the way back as well. We were we were having a we were having a pint on the ferry, and um, there was a like a group of people who had been to Amsterdam just on the table next to us, and they started talking about it. Oh, there's going to be this massive flag the size of the Gallagher end at the game on on Saturday against Liverpool, and we were just like sort of you know listening into the conversation. And uh, I had to put in. I was like, "It's on the ferry. Like we've got, we've got it in the van." It was uh, it, it was just great. It, it 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 got it got a lot of my mates who who never go in early. They'll probably rarely see a kick off. Everyone was inside the ground for that because everyone had heard about it. And it was uh, it was just a great night, wasn't it? And um, it was just nice to to finally get it back out again on uh, on Saturday. Oh, it was absolutely it was absolutely incredible. That that I can remember the game local game the Saturday night yeah. as well it just it was absolutely incredible the actual flag and obviously he brought it back out for the Chelsea game and I'm going to quote George Colkin it was the best thing about Saturday was that flag um, <laughs> how difficult right. was it to get, that, to get that ready on Saturday just obviously I, I'm, 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 I'm assuming it was it was stored in the ground somewhere so how difficult was it to get it back out and to get it all ready was there any damage to it Yes, there was damage to it. It was an absolute bloody nightmare. I'll be honest, lads. <laughs> we, uh, it was we. It, so it was stored in the ground, just in the strawberry corner, um, where there's a there's a disabled access. So it was tucked away in a corner, but it was all in a, a huge heap. It was all knotted. Um, when we eventually unfurled it, there was there was a few rips in it, um, which is probably standard for a lot of the the flags that we do use. It's it's you know for things that big, it's it's common. So on the Wednesday night, there was five of us in trying to unfurl it and to get it spread out. We used the, the Gallagher concourse because it was, it was big enough um, to, to just be able to spread it out and, and unknot it. And then on, on Thursday night, um, there was people going out buying sewing machines and sewing it all back together on, uh, on Thursday night in the ground. And, and then um, on, on the Friday, it was all about just getting it into position, testing it. We took it up the, state, we took it up the stand and just dropped it, dropped it straight back into place. So it sounds like there's more work involved in sorting the flag out than Steve Bruce spent at the training ground. 
It's like a full-time op- full-time job operation, isn't it? It's it, absolutely mad. I mean, I put the picture up there of like I took this on Saturday because when I was in the Gallagate, um, any chance you just should have could have left it up for the second half last week? It would have saved us all the world of pain. We've, we've had that quite a lot, Sam. To be honest, and uh, you know, it was it was funny. We I was actually annoyed on uh, on Saturday because it didn't stay up long enough. We sort of <laughs> were very um, particular about when when it goes up and you know there's 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 arguments in the group about you know does it go up too early we, we need to stop going too early because everyone everyone just gets really excited and just gets nervous and just wants to go so we've started working with the um with the the music um the stadium announcer uh in, inside the stadium we sort of we we have a queue we know what time a certain song is going to start so we like on saturday we use the blade and races for example but it it got all the way at the top and it seemed to just get all the way at the top and then just come back down again, yeah. which was, which was, it just didn't seem to be up long enough, but um, that's just us nitpicking and, and wanting the, to be the best that it could be. We, we actually, we only found, we were a little bit cautious because we only found out on Saturday that there was actually going to be a minute silence. So we knew that it had to be down before that because we obviously we didn't want it. There was no way we were going to disrupt that, but we only found that out on the Saturday morning. So obviously, normally we wait till like November for that, don't we? But obviously, yeah. with with Chelsea being one of the closest home games, so it was. Um, so that was another task. We we had to make sure it came back down. I think that was probably where it where it came about as to why it came down so early. What has been your favourite display since you've been with Wolfwags? And because my personal favourite is the Crystal Palace game a few years ago, and uh, when Nicol Marino scored yeah. the late winner, and I love the fact that. You had certain words, which I think just summed up Newcastle as a city: fight, desire, hunger, hunger, united. united. Yeah, yeah. That just yeah, sums but, us up, doesn't it? That was a fantastic display. It really was. Um, I think my favourite, personally, uh, it's tough. Um, the big one was obviously amazing, um, but for me, do you remember the the Chelsea game, the last game of the season? Um, obviously, yeah. I think you put it on the screen before the. Um, where there was unity, there was always victory. It was it was a fantastic, um, yeah, that's it. And that was a that was a great display because it was the first time we'd sort of filled the whole end with with black and white stripes, and um, it was just the build up to that because of how its sheer size um, and putting the players on it. There was a lot of arguments in the WhatsApp group um, about the because <laughs> initially the Bravka's on that image, but he wasn't he wasn't to start with, and there was a lot of arguments of trying to find an image of the Bravka that fit. <laughs> trying to find a shot from behind them. Um, initially, it wasn't going to go on, and then uh, there was there was a few arguments in the group trying to get trying to get Debravka on the banner. But it was, um, I think, that was probably my favourite because it was the sheer size of it. Obviously, getting the whole Gallagher involved, it was it was um, that that's probably my favourite because that, that was when it sort of set off for us and um, sort of took us down a took us down a different path. Yeah, that is my favourite as well, to be honest. Um, and I have to be honest as well, like. I had a, a spell away from saying Saint, going to games at St James's just because, you know, as, as we've all thought about over the past few years. But like, when kids arrive on the scene and money's tight and whatnot, you don't go up. But like the the flags just had, like I said to the missus, I think I came up for the um, the West Brom game where we lost one nil at home and um, Rondon absolutely toyed with Lascelles. But yeah, I said to the miss, I've got to go up and see these flags in person. I've got to go up and see them. So that, that, that they're what brought me back. And and another thing that I love about them is uh, the display about um, Miggy Almiron and just how important they can be. And I imagine it, it's quite a sense of pride that you can help new signings, big signings, settle in the club and, and give him a bit of a lift. Um, I'm assuming you've got one ready for Mbappe. Oh, yeah, of course. That's that's already done. Yeah, we've got that. We've got Mbappe's done. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, yeah, but the Almiron one was, um, that was, that was a, that, we, we felt a sense of pride when we did that because it was the first, well, we'd, we'd singled out Lascelles before um, with, with his own banner, obviously with him being captain alongside Rafa. The Almiron one, because obviously he was coming from America, um, he was was he our record signing? I think there's a few disputes around whether he was or not. Yeah, I think he was uh, at the time. Wasn't yeah, he? Um, and so we worked closely with a, a journalist uh, from Paraguay who was um, covering in, in America um, as to 
what we could potentially do, what we could potentially write. And one of the one of the the ideas it came up was up with was that quote that was used. Um, I think it was by a, a manager he went to play at, at Atlanta with, um, and it was just a phrase that's that's commonly used in Paraguay apparently. So we yeah we we took advice on that one and and said that that would that it would mean a lot to him if we did that. So we did it and uh, yeah it got it got great reviews from. From Almiron himself, and uh, you know, it was seeing seeing his face looking at that. Like it's just that sense of pride, you know. It's, I mean, that day was fantastic as well, wasn't he? Mm. Sort of set up against Huddersfield. It was um, yeah. just sort of set the place alight. Gave us all a massive lift going in towards the end of the season. And yeah, so it's doing things like that. That it, it's great as well because it just it kind of hopefully it does give the players a lift. That's that's the whole point, you know. When they when they see that the fans are behind them and that it's not just a few. Idiots on Twitter who, um, you know, maybe send them the odd bits of abuse from time to time. It's, you know, we try and just, yeah, it's trying to give as much support as we possibly can. I think I must have missed the Jeff Hendrick one. Um, the Jeff Hendrick one on arrival. <laughs> we, we, were, we were, yeah, we were gutted about that one, like, um, obviously, because we weren't doing displays, but that one would have been first on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, Thomas, that war flags? have played a little part in this potential new takeover of Newcastle United with that display where Amanda Stapey came to watch Newcastle United against Liverpool, where Hosso scored an absolute worldie, by the way. Um, do, you feel, do you feel that maybe War Flags have just played that little part in getting this deal done and the fact that Amanda Stapey in particular has been so consistent about getting this deal done? I think it was nearly four years or three years, four years about this whole... Takeover saga finally ending just last month. I would, I would love to think that that was the case. That we might have just been that small little bit, you know, because it was fitting that she was there that day. And that was the first time we'd done something as big as well. Um, so I think that that you know, I, I dare say Amanda will probably remember that day um, as when she first decided that she wanted to, to buy Newcastle United, and, and hopefully that the flag display is something that that she might remember as well. And I think one thing that that really made us happy was the the obviously the new owners seeing the display against Tottenham. You know they were just looking over in awe at what was in the Gallagher end, and and you know seeing the faces light up when they when they see something like that that you put together. It's um it, it it's just fantastic, and as I say, even if it's there's a lot of planning goes involved for five minutes just before the game. But I think we saw it right at the start of that that Tottenham game. The atmosphere it just gives the atmosphere a little bit of a lift, doesn't it? And that and that's the whole point. You know, we've we've got ambitions with the with the group anyway to to sort of, you know, move into like a, a safe standing section, an area where you've got a little bit more of a singing section, um, that's in a you know, a prime location, not shoved in level seven or at the back of the Gallagher. Um, you know, in a prime location, that that's what we want. We just want to build the atmosphere and, and that's what that's what that what that's what means a lot to the to the to the flag group and yeah, and hopefully we can just continue that. That's what I was going to come on to, actually. Um, the, the the faces of of the new owners seeing that the the display against Spurs because obviously I was in the Gallagher that day and I didn't see it properly because the screen's kind of tucked up away, isn't it? By the yeah. way, but, um, until I got home, I didn't see it. But them, I'm, I'm guessing there must have been some a real sense of satisfaction in the old flags WhatsApp group that night. And has there been any comms from the new ownership to to you lads yet? Uh, no, not yet. Um, we we work very closely with people uh, at the football club. Um, got a good relationship with Lee Marshall, the the support liaison officer, um, with the security, health, and safety guys as well. Um, so we've got a very good relationship there, and that's that's who we who we continue to work with as well as, as the the security at the stadium who um, who let us in like during the week to to do the displays as well. Um, but no no contact as yet. And to be honest, as as a group. We're not we're not necessarily looking for it either. It's it, you know we're we're just we're just on about just just back in the team and we'll we'll just continue to do that. And and if they ever wanted to talk to us, then obviously we'd be we'd be more than open to doing that. And um, but yeah, we'll we'll just continue to do what we do as a group. Is there an ultimate goal for War Flags? Um, it's I suppose it's difficult, isn't it? Because it's ever changing. Um, we've got like I say, we've got ambitions around like safe standing. Um, we'd love to introduce some things that have been introduced around Europe, you know, things like pulley systems, you know, things where it just raises up rather than having it go over everyone's head. 
um things like that you know would would just be fantastic um we've 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 got these ideas but it's, it's ever changing and it all depends on money um at the moment we just we will put we put every single penny that we get back into back into the displays and it just depends on what we've got but in terms of a, an ultimate goal i don't think so cuz i just think it'll constantly be changing i think it'll just be a everlasting hopefully it's just an everlasting thing and it just becomes part of the match day for for years and maybe even decades to come when when younger kids want to come in and take over take over some of some of the older lot in the group you never know so how do people donate um can they donate online yeah they can donate on the website yeah if you go on um warflags.org uh, i think it is that's that's i'm gonna have to double check that one now as to what the, as to what the website is uh, i'm just gonna double check um the link will be in the description then yeah warflags.org.uk yeah warflags.org.uk i thought it was but yeah there's a there's a donation button on there obviously we put out loads of so, uh, loads of things on social media um twitter facebook instagram um where we'll sometimes put a link up for donations but we we don't go constantly looking for it you know we it's, it's just whatever people can afford and it's it's greatly appreciated um we're trying to be a little bit more sustainable as a group as well in terms of trying to get as much things in that we can make ourselves rather than having to constantly spend a lot of money on on um getting Going different flag them. makers yeah exactly <laughs> driving to poland every week <laughs> yeah we can't let you go thomas without talking about on the pitch newcastle united matters and it has been a season like no other obviously for the majority it has been very negative well 99 it's been very very negative but in the space of six weeks we've now got new ownership and maybe just about maybe a new manager Eddie Howe at the minute is the is the bookie's favorite with Boyle Sports our, our uh, betting sponsor and also with a lot of the media outlets our reporting is going to be Eddie Howe now not Unai Emery as we've <laughs> touched upon before would you be happy with Eddie Howe as the next Newcastle United manager I would I I honestly would because and and I, I I've said this. I've said similar elsewhere. Where it's you know, if you said to me a month ago that we would have had Eddie Howe as manager and we had new owners, I would have been absolutely over the moon. I think you know, who knows what's happened as to why Emery hasn't come or why another manager hasn't come. It might be that they've been trying to get a certain kind of manager, maybe I don't know, a bigger name than Eddie Howe. Um, but I, I think Eddie Howe's. A, I think it's a good appointment to be honest. And uh, to be honest, for me, we just need to get a January. After that, we need to spend a little bit of money, and we just need to try and stay stay up. That's what it's all about at the minute, isn't it? And you know, Saturday is a big game. I'm a, I'm I'm not hopeful for Saturday against Brighton, um, but we'll see. Um, we don't have the best of records down there, and it's so yeah. That we like I say, just get the January, stay up, and we can build again next summer. That's what it's all about for me. I, I don't really care about anything else. Um, you know, like I said, they haven't even owned the football. It's nearly a month now, isn't it? So it's just under a month. So you know, I think it, I think we all would have taken this last last at the start of October. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I am gutted about Emery because he was my genuine number one choice. I even said on Radio Five Live a couple of weeks ago that he was, my, and this was before Emery was even mentioned. I thought I was being silly and unrealistic. <laughs> And then it happened. I thought I was a genius, but um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look from from Steve Bruce to Eddie Howe, that's an upgrade in my eyes, isn't it? And yeah. I completely agree about this weekend at Brighton. I mean, to think the only reason we won there really in the championship was from a Modi Arme wonder strike. Yeah. So which which yeah. still remains the greatest goal ever known to man. I've ever seen hundred percent. I mean, without that, we wouldn't have gone on to win the game and. We yeah. just look shocking against them every time, but I think you're right. We just need to muddle through to January because it's going to be a, it's going to be a right old slog. I mean, have you got players in mind that are quite realistic that you'd like to see come in? Um, I, I suppose that's another thing that changes. Um, you, you see, you see a few names where, I think um, James Tarkowski, obviously um, Burnley. Um, was was one that was talked about. I think that would be a major improvement on the defence straight away. Um, one that popped up recently because of the Eddie Howe link um, was Nathan Ackley, obviously Man City, not playing very much there. Um, you know, I even think there hasn't, obviously doesn't play for Man City, 
not not the not the greatest defender, but I think anything's a major improvement at the moment. I I, I genuinely don't know because it, I think it all depends on how much they're, they're willing to spend, and I think it really depends on where we are on the table as to what kind of player they're going to get. It may well be that you're just going to go to the, the the top clubs in the country and try and get as many players on loan as you possibly can, players that are maybe on the fringe, and just try and try and go from there. But I I genuinely have no idea as to who we might get. Um, because it's it, it's a, it's a weird feeling now, isn't it? Where you're in, you're actually in the, in the market for players, um, and not just not just one or two. Um, it'll be really interesting to see. And for me, and this goes alongside the manager, it's it's the it's the director of football, isn't it? I think that's that's a big part that'll that'll play a major role. And I think if they, if they can get that done now, long before the transfer window, then I think we'll have a better idea as to who we might get. Mm. But um, we just need players. We need players. We're, we're, we're desperate, aren't we? Like honestly, it's, I'm I'm really concerned about this season because um, just we're, not we're so... carried on loan. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, but to be, it's it feels. It, it, I'm yeah, like I said, I'm I'm just really nervous in terms of who I would like to see. I've, I've genuinely no idea because it feels like anyone might be an improvement at the moment. I think that's really important because you look at the fact that we have we haven't really got. I say depth. We haven't got good depth mm. in any real position of our, our goalkeepers, if we're being honest. And you look at this weekend's game against Brighton, like Sam says, Newcastle haven't beaten Brighton in the Premier League at the Amex. What's St. James's for that matter? I think yeah. I think that's right. So yeah. Yeah. it just shows that a team like Brighton, who, let's be honest, didn't even have a ground just over 10 years ago, are miles ahead of Newcastle. That just shows how much of a rebuilding job it is, Thomas. One hundred percent. I think you're starting to see the the real damage that Mike Ashley's left us with. Um, you know, the, the, we are in this position, in my opinion, because of him. We all we all said this in the summer. He was, you know, he was the owner. He still had a duty of care, and he completely neglected that, and that's why we're in this position. Um, genuinely feel sorry for the owners, the new owners, because I think they've been left an absolute mess. That they've just got to try their best to to salvage something from this season and, and just try and stay up. Um, and as I say, build again from next year. You're right, Brighton are miles ahead of us as a football club. Um, you know, just in terms of just many, many things really that they've got in place at, at, at Brighton that we, 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 we're sort of behind some championship clubs in a way, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, on, a, on a lot of things. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a massive rebuild job and I don't, I, I don't think a lot of fans actually appreciate how big of a job they've got on their hands at the moment because I think the club is a complete and utter mess. And um yeah, I don't I don't envy them in trying to in trying to get this sorted. No, I think you're spot on. And uh, yeah, it does epitomise um just the damage that Ashley left behind because it was essentially just Lee Charnley doing everything badly. So uh, there's so much to do, but it does feel kind of Dirty talking about oh, I won't mind Aaron Ramsey. You just say, oh, shut up your tit. We're never going to get him. But it, it, it's you know it is what it is. But it is going to take time. Um, it would be remiss of us not to ask Thomas because I know you're deputy big dog at the Supporters Trust. <laughs> um, the pledge scheme is still ongoing, and I'm still donating away as well with my monthly pledge. Um, what are the future plans with that? Has there been any dialogue yet between? The new owners and the supporters trust. So th- those talks will take place. It'll definitely be. So we, we obviously th- we, a proper conversation after we had with the owners uh, first before a decisions made on that. Um, and it'll be up to the guardians obviously to advise what's best um, going forward. It's you know whatever happens at the end of if it if it doesn't if if, if it stops for example then a, a hell of a lot of money will go to charity which is which is just absolutely fantastic i think we've got we've all got what we wanted in in a, in a, an incredible takeover and um you know if if some money goes to charity at the same time absolutely amazing but those conversations will take place with the owners and, and with the guardians they're they're probably best place to talk about it and and the right decision will be made very much so just finally thomas are you optimistic for the future of Newcastle United now with everything that's going on? War flags, Nuss, the first team on the pitch, off the pitch. Do you feel a sense of optimism, a sense of belonging that Newcastle United now can move forward and hopefully if Newcastle can stay in the division this year, 
that we might even see an FA Cup the next five, ten years. That'd be that'd be such a feeling, wouldn't it? It's it's hard not to be optimistic. It's hard not to get carried away. And why not let yourself get carried away because you're a football fan at the end of the day? You know, you've got to be excited. We are the richest football club in the world. And 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 hopefully, which still it sounds absolutely crazy, doesn't it? But um hopefully we just get the investment that will be needed. I do think I, I am sort of a I wouldn't say pessimist, I'll say more realist and that um, you know, I'll I'll try and keep my expectations not as high because I still have this I've sort of the the last fourteen years of supporting Newcastle have made me think that we're not allowed nice things as Newcastle fans. So I'll I'll be a little bit cautious, but it's hard not to get quite excited as to where it could go if they get it right. You know, you're right in, in the flags, you know, they've got a great support organization, they've got you lads, they've got many channels around there, so many fans who are just just ready and waiting to help take the football club forward because we've seen the absolute mess that we just we know what we want as a as a fan base. And I think, you know, they, they could I don't think the owners could have asked for a better fan base, in my opinion. Um and and so it's hard not to be excited that if they get if they get everything right, why not? Why not? I'd I'd, I'd just like a, I'd I'd like even a semi final at Wembley, to be honest. We've only ever yeah. played Tottenham at Wembley and at the new one and we we've never had a day out as a as a football club for, for God knows I think what was it, two thousand five in Cardiff. So yeah. you know, we haven't had a day out as a football club. So one of those would just be nice to start with and um and then once we've had that then I'll I'll obviously start demanding the Champions League. <laughs> I'd take Thursday night. Thursday night's under the light. That, that, yeah. that oh, just love Com- that. Conference League, Conference League. Just some oh. club of you know, some third division club from Lithuania. I'll do. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, a nice trip away. Bring bring back the days of uh, Zaleznikar qualifying <laughs> for the Champions League. Exactly. Yeah. I know it sounds stupid now, though, doesn't it? After fourteen years of Mike Ashley, but this this was it before Mike Ashley. We did have that every year. Yeah. yeah. We did. Exactly. We did. It's miles away, miles away. But hopefully, we'll all be sitting in St James's with the flag display for one of those European nights back at St James's Park. That, that would be amazing. That would be it would, wouldn't it? Thomas, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on talking all things War Flags and us and everything going on at Newcastle United. Sam, where can everybody listen to this podcast? Everywhere. I mean, you ask every week. And so you should know by now, you, you know, if you're watching it on YouTube, well done. You found it. Links in the description. Subscribe and rate five stars to the audio podcast. And and, and, and whilst you're at it, I got the analytics through the other week. Two people in Greece listen to the podcast every week. I hope they meet up in a bar somewhere and discuss it every week. I don't know who they are, but, you know, hi, if you were That's listening brilliant. or watching. Well, actually, I think one of them's Nick Ostabby's ass, so there you go. Oh, <laughs> yes, please. That would be good. That would that be would good. Be that would be brilliant. <laughs> Big thanks to Thomas again for everything that he's been doing with War Flags. From myself, Sam Milner and Thomas Concannon, we'll see you all very, very soon.